E eu. What is good, Sixers Nation? Welcome on in. Philly Take with RB, man. Number one show, providing the passion to the fans. Always breaking it all down, man. Sixer Nation, we're back. What is good, man? Media Day kicking it off today. Training camp starts tomorrow. We're going to be breaking it all down, man. As always, y'all know what to do. Hit that thumbs up button, man. Subscribe to the show. Ring the bell. We got you covered. We will talk about all the press conferences today. We'll break down everything important that you need to know. And we'll look at it all, man. Shouts to everybody in the chat. Sixer Nation, stand up, man. Hit that thumbs up button. Let's go. Let's go. We are officially back, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. And it's going to be a special year. Sixer Nation, welcome on in, man. Today's show is presented by Manscaped, leading provider in men's below-the-waist grooming products. Definitely give them a check, man. They have you covered in every which way. They're linked down below in the description. Use promo code PhillyTake for 20% off and free shipping. How are we feeling, man? It's media day. Everybody got a chance to talk. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for some substance. We've been waiting for something, man, to get us going. And uh, there is certainly a lot to talk about today. You know, I was tired. It's a Monday. I was honestly just going to make a little recap video. But then there was just so much footage. There was so much going on. And I was like, nah, I I have to go on live, man. And we're going to be doing a lot of live streams we're going to keep growing the content. Like I said, I appreciate everybody for supporting. And, uh, you know, we're bringing the best coverage for the Sixers possible, man. 24-7. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to the members. RJ up in the house. We got some special things coming for the members, man. I appreciate you guys supporting. How are we feeling after today? We got the poll up in the chat. Are the Sixers a legit contender this season? 96% say yes. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. But yeah, man, we'll we'll get into it all. I don't want to waste any time because we have a lot to discuss. We'll probably open the phone lines tomorrow. We'll be breaking down training camp each day this week. Training camp starts tomorrow and it runs through Sunday and then uh, the preseason begins on Monday. So literally no breaks. We are rocking and rolling from here on out. Shout out to Sixers Nation, man. We need to talk about what happened today. So I think the best way to go about it is to just give a little recap based off what I heard, because, you know, there's two hours worth of press conferences and, you know, footage. I'm not going to go over everything, but I'll kind of recap what I thought, what I saw, what I took away. We'll listen to some press conference clips. We'll react to it because I didn't hear everything. And uh, we'll get some thoughts from the people out there, man. If you want to call into the show. 508-924-3784. We may hit the phone lines today or we may wait for tomorrow. We will see. But shout out to Sixers Nation, man. So we start off the day, man. First off, shout out to this uh, camera crew, man. You know, they're they're getting all the cool poses done today. They're, you know, getting all their pictures and and like all all like the video game S type of things. Look at the trio, man. James Harden, Joel Embiid, 
and Tyrese Maxey. Where does this big three rank in the NBA, man? Where does this big three rank? Uh, they're coming, man. They're coming, and, you know, James is looking pretty good there. Tyrese is looking swole. Joel Embiid looks to be in tip-top shape. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. So shout-out to them, man. Uh, but we start off with Doc Rivers. Um, some of the most important things that Doc Rivers talked about because he had a press conference with Daryl Morey first and foremost – and, you know, there wasn't anything out of the blue. It was essentially what I expect from a Doc Rivers press conference. You know, he talked about um, how he just wants the team to succeed and, you know, how we have a lot of talent, which we do, and, and talked about some of the new guys. Um, he threw in a, he threw in a, a couple of twists, uh, but shout-out to Sean Bernard. Shout-out to Sean Bernard, by the way, Austin Krell, Paul Hudrick, Kyle Newbeck. Those are uh, the main guys, you know, that I, I look for and, and they do a great job covering. So shout out to them. Hopefully we'll have all of them on the show at some point. But Sean posts one of the Doc Rivers quotes from uh, today's press conference. And Doc Rivers spoke highly of the Sixers new additions by saying, quote, each one of them fills a need. And that's exactly what we need. No pun intended. We needed guys that could fill the gaps, guys that could come in and you know, just just fill that gap for us, right? We need those role players, the guys that bring toughness, that bring shooting, that can complement our team. And I feel that Daryl Morey had a great offseason, as we have said before. And it's good to, uh, you know, it's good to have some of these guys now. It's good to, ha- like, I was very impressed with just how these guys handled the press conference today. And, you know, it, it just seemed like everybody was locked in, you know, and I feel like that's something you look for from a championship team early on. You look at their mentality, their attitude, you know, do they come in confident? Obviously, Doc Rivers talked about the fact they need to get together and work and become a team. But, you know, Doc Rivers did go out and say, um, you know, that that this is a talented squad. And, and Daryl Morey downplaying the concept of him targeting his former players because obviously the whole running joke of the entire offseason is, well, we have all the former Rockets players. So, you know, like we're essentially the Philadelphia Rockets. And Daryl Morey says, quote, both Coach Rivers and I have been in the league for quite some time, so there's going to be quite a few players that we worked with. That is a good point. Maury says he takes a wide range of input before making decisions, and he, he talked about that last week on the show that we did, uh, you know, where he was interviewing with John Clark, and he essentially, you know, went through his whole process and how he breaks it down. And definitely interesting to see. Someone posted a picture earlier today of just our team from a couple years ago till today. And it's it's crazy what he's been able to pull off in a short time and, and the mess that he's been able to clean up. So very, very satisfied from that from that angle. Um, and again, Doc Rivers says, quote, this is the best talent that I have had since I have been here. Now, there was one answer I did not like from Doc. It was kind of building on this answer um, where essentially he just said, you know, like we're we're not trying to pin any big expectations and. You know, we're, we're not trying to think ahead like I get that. That's good to stay in the moment. But we know what this team needs to do this year. They are a a team that needs to get past the second round. If you do not get past the second round, and as I said the other day, you are literally asking for trouble and you might have to make significant changes because this is the squad. You have to get past that point. Now, obviously, if injuries come along or if anything else comes along, you know, you can't control that. But what you need to do is if you are fully healthy, if any if everything is hitting right and every everybody's on the right track and all the parts are coming together, you need to get to the Eastern Conference Finals at least 
at least. So, you know, I, I think uh, I think I don't like that Doc Rivers is trying to push that off right away. I would like him to come out and say, now, nah, you know, we're going to get to that point. This team is good enough. We have the stars. We have the power, the manpower to do so. And, you know, hopefully it continues. Uh, but that's pretty much what I drew from Doc Rivers and Daryl Moore. They talked about the tampering allegations, which, you know, they really couldn't hit. They were kind of joking around. Daryl Moore said, you know, uh, the league front office is, does a great job. He was obviously being sarcastic and they were trying to get him to answer questions, but he can't really say much at this point. Um, Doc Rivers had a, a great quote about Tyrese Maxey that we will talk about in a little while. Um, but that's essentially what I drew. And, and like I said, I'm going to go through just each part of what I heard and what I took away. But when we listen to the clips, there will be a little bit more. Um, actually, we'll, we'll go ahead and listen to the Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey one, just, just to kind of hear a little bit of it. We'll listen to a, a couple minutes, but not there. There wasn't really much like everybody was talking about today, how for once we didn't have like a drama filled media day. It wasn't like the pressing question about Ben Simmons or, you know, Al Horford or anything like that. It was just kind of a calm, cool demeanor. And everybody seemed to be locked in, which was nice for once. But let's listen to a, a couple uh, questions here. Daryl, Doc, just hit that just like button for your boy, man. Like how you think they fit in with you guys, like PJ, DeAnthony, Daniel Well. Just what did you really like about their games and how you kind of anticipate them fitting in with the team? Me? Yeah. Um, I think they all will fit in well, you know. Um, each one of them, like, fulfills a need uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, shooting, um, just PJ's leadership and his toughness, DeAnthony Melton's. Uh, you know, can play dual positions, uh, great defensive player, great hands, uh, toughness, you know. So, yeah, I thought we had a targeted summer uh, and we hit pretty much what we were looking for. I would just add, you know, Coach, one thing Coach identified that made things challenging in the playoffs especially was, you know, the lack of players who can play both sides of the ball, which become more important during the playoffs. So that was a big... You hear that? Daryl Morey is getting tired of these one-way dudes, man. He's getting tired of people coming in and, you know, just either being a, a straight shooter or a, a pure defender not improving both sides of their game. And I think he's sick of it. And I think he went out and tried to address that. I really do. Priority for Elton and myself. Paul Hudrick, Liberty Ballers. Uh, Daryl, obviously you have a very long relationship with James, and he's a guy who doesn't want to miss time, doesn't want to not play games. Is there a conversation, or do you think he's kind of in, in the realm now that he's 33, coming off the, the, the long injury, that maybe he does have to take it a little bit easier as far as maybe like load management and, and things of that nature? We have a great you know performance medical staff led by Simon and, and his team that – uh, he's built up over the last two years. We have a lot of confidence in, and um, you know, be between Coach Rivers and Simon, they they have a plan for the season. And you know, we're we're not going to like oh, prescribe or proscribe like exactly what's going to happen, but know that our focus is on uh, building towards our ultimate goal, which is a championship. So obviously, you know, the the goal is to keep everybody healthy, and honestly, you may have to implement some of these tactics, you know, maybe give them more games off or whatever. I mean, I know everybody wants them to go the full 82, but hey, if, if it can help prevent a big injury in the playoffs, you know, you might have to start coming up with these kinds of plans, man. So it's very interesting. I want to get to the part where they talk about Matisse Thibel, which is very help interesting. Us towards the ultimate goal. 
uh, Mike Sielski, also from the Inquirer, for Daryl. Um, PJ's 37. He had signed. That need because most teams typically that are elite are in the top 10 in both categories. And then number two, from what you can. I'm trying to get to the part about uh, Matisse Thibel. Essentially, Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey asked, you know, like who's been in the gym and stuff. And, and Doc Rivers actually talked about Matisse Thibel a lot, which we discussed yesterday. And I thought it was interesting. Into the season. Yeah, well, this is the first year we don't have a seven footer, you know, as a backup. But we feel very comfortable. Um, in that row and you know obviously with pj's age and uh joel uh with his size and we want to make sure he's healthy we want to do a better job on the games that some of those guys don't play we want to win those games and so with the collection we, we feel very comfortable with what we have i don't know if i answered that directly but yeah both coming back um joel healthy up to camp that as far as how they, Man, they really did talk for a while, didn't they? It was like 30 minutes, what, 20, 30 minutes? Um, sometimes the other team could require one of the more remarkable developments during the playoff. You know, you never know what a guy has this season. Listen, he's put in the work uh, about calling him, making him. Shot. All right, let's listen to this part. They, they asked about Tyrese Maxey. Uh, more than we've asked him to do. Uh, guys, I can guarantee you that. And, you know, that doesn't guarantee a possible team. Um, so on Tyrese, I just feel like he'll play a big role in that. Um, and his growth, uh, the work that he's done with Sam and my son Spencer uh, has been amazing. Uh, between him and Paul Reed uh, and Matisse, you know, I don't know of any, any. Tyrese, Paul Reed, and Matisse Thibel. That is who Doc Rivers says has been in the gym most this offseason. Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, and Paul Reed. Now, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let's hear what else he has to say. Any of those guys, no one has outworked those, those three. Uh, no one has outworked those three. Look, this is a big prove-it year for Matisse Thibel. Maybe even Paul Reed. Like, you're trying to stick around. You have dudes that are now competing for spots. You got to come out here and earn it. You have to come out here and earn it. We know Tyrese is in the gym. He looks like he put on 15, 20 pounds. That kid is sensational. But role players like Matisse, you're now fighting against some of these other dudes. The Tuckers, the Meltons, right? Even guys like Ferk and Shake. Like, you're fighting for minutes. So you got to come out here and improve, man. We don't have time to sit around. We're trying to win a championship. Uh, guys, I can guarantee you that. And, you know, that doesn't guarantee. You know, you put in all that work and... You still need another year for it to come through. But he's done everything uh, more than we've asked him to do. Were there any instances this summer where you had to ask Tyrese to stay out of the gym? Oh, many times. Sam called me probably 10 times. My son even knocked, rang my doorbell one time. And that's where we stopped, man. I don't think anybody rang his doorbell. But, yo, I just want to say, man, Tyrese Maxey is, is sensational. We're going to talk more about him in, in a little bit. Um, I just love his work ethic. He came in. He's, he's such a joyous kid. You know, some of the things he said today, like how, you know, Philadelphians work so hard and he has that connection to the city. The kid has everything you want in a franchise player. Tyrese Maxey has everything you want in a franchise player. He has shown all of that by the age of 21, 22. Like that is that is remarkable. And he's only going to get better. And one of the main things we talked about was, can he be durable? You know, can he put on a little bit of muscle and, and try to use that to help 
you know, find his way to the basket. And obviously guys are going to try to overpower him because he's a bit shorter and he's very quick and agile. But obviously we wanted to see him get a little bit bigger. The dude came in and he, he looks like he's 20 pounds heavier. Like anything you ask of that kid, he is going to make happen. And, and I just love it. I just love it. But anyway, I, I want to get back to uh, some other things that I took away from today. So let's talk about Joel Embiid. First off, shout out to Joel Embiid. Let's uh let's take a listen to a clip that he had today um talking about the mentality of this team and really just what it needs to be what what needs to happen going forward cuz obviously he's tired of losing in the second round and he wants to come out here and win man so let's hear what he had to say Siadi, PJ, uh, DeAnthony uh, is going to be a big help, and uh, I plan on, you know, getting back to the level I was, you know, probably uh, before I had all that offensive load. Um, so, you know, I'm just excited to just go out there and compete. Uh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, but, you know, our goal is to just go out there and compete together and, you know, try to win games, whatever it takes, um, defensively and offensively. I love that, man. Whatever it takes. Like, remember that. Whatever it takes. That's what it needs to be. Everybody needs to make a sacrifice. Everybody needs to come out of their shell and go and produce. And whatever happens, happens. But whatever it takes, you got to put yourself on the line. That's what leaders do. Also, Joel Embiid in a little interview clip here with NBA TV talking about the potential MVP. What did I say last week? You know, I think he's at that point where it's like, okay, I should have won an MVP. I was very deserving of it two years in a row, but now I'm looking at this as the most optimal opportunity for me to go capitalize on a championship for the city of Philadelphia. And I think he's kind of putting everything else to the side. And I don't know. He just looks, he looks very determined. Obviously he was joyful. He was joking around, but this Joel Embiid, I don't know. I just feel like he's locked in. I feel like he's locked in. I'm going to ask you MVP or defensive player of the year. Which one do you want more now? Um, I don't really care, uh, but probably defensive player of the year. Uh, but, you know, awards, you know, the lesson that I've learned the last two years is that it's unfortunate for me because, you know, I like, you know, when it, when it comes to legacy, um, you know, I want people to remember me as the best or one of the best players ever. And it's unfortunate that nowadays you got to win, you know, all these awards. And, and it's out of my hands. And I don't really care anymore. Uh, I care. You know, the first year, really, I care. Last year, not as much. Uh, it would be nice. Uh, not a lot of people have that opportunity to win that uh, or to be in that position. Uh, so to be falling short, you know, second you know, two years in a row. Yeah. He sucks, but he's whatever. Um, you, know. you could tell he's got some hurt in his voice, man. Like, obviously, he deserved one. He wanted to win one. It's a shame. It really is that Joel Embiid did not get one. And he's right. You know, all these people that that study this stuff and they look at all these numbers and they, they want to talk about little awards. I'm telling you right now, Joe, you will be remembered as one of the greatest centers just based off your ability. You continue to get better. He might even be in the MVP running this year, but I just love the maturity from Joel Embiid. He's like, you know what? It sucks. It's terrible. You just got to get through it. You put it to the side, but I am ready to win a championship. That is what leaders do. He continues to develop, and I love it, man. I, I think Joel Embiid's got his head on right, and I think he's looking at this like, let me go seize this opportunity, man. So, um, you know, maybe they'll give him an, an MVP this year if he plays well and he stays healthy. Maybe they'll give it to him because he has deserved it. Uh. 
and, you know, for the whole legacy thing. But nonetheless, man, go out there and win a championship. You will be remembered no matter what. You will be remembered no matter what. And the other thing about Joel Embiid that I took away, shout out to Austin. Um, You know, like I said, Embiid was very locked in. You know, he joked multiple times about all I did all offseason was sit on the couch. He was joking, but I feel like he doesn't want to tip his hand. I feel like he has that competitive edge, kind of how Giannis doesn't want to train with other players. I feel like Embiid's like, you know what? Everybody slept on me that I didn't win the MVP. I went out injured. People were saying this and saying that. You can't stay healthy for five years in a row, whatever. You know what? Don't even ask me. Like, I'm going to come out and prove what I need to do, and I'm going to mind my business, and we're going we're gonna to play how we do. And, you know, you'll wait and see. You can wait and see. And I, I think Joel is locked in, man. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, that's essentially what I took away from Joel Embiid. He's just, he's still joyful. He's still funny. He's still that personality, but he's locked in, man. He's certainly locked in. I'll tell you what, this was a whole bunch of a better, um, you know, time than last year. This was certainly a much better day than last year's media day when all he was is pressed about the whole Ben Simmons thing. So it was good to see him in a good mindset. It's good to see him healthy. Um, and we're all supporting him, man. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. By the way, guys, hit that like button right now. We're over halfway to 100. Thank you to everybody being in here. We are going to continue to cover this every single day. Shout out to everybody supporting the vision, man. By the way, what do you guys think about the new logo, man? First time changing the logo. Drop a fire in the chat if you're liking the new logo and the new look. Shout out to everybody in here hanging out, man. Let's talk about James Harden. Let's talk about James Harden. Because James Harden had the funniest encounter of the day. And of course, it was, it, you know, who, who do you think it is? Guess who it was that had the encounter with James Harden? It was Keith Pompey. <laughs> of course, it was Keith. Like, if I gave you three guesses, of course, you could have guessed it was, it was Keith. Um, now, Keith asked him about his diet. He asked him about the offseason and all that stuff. But, you know, then he, he kept pressing him about, you know, his weight loss, how much weight. To, I, I'm just going to play the clip. You tell me what you think. React to it in the chat. What do you guys think about this? Um, I think it just, it's, at this point, it's, diet, it's dieting, it's, it's proper rest. And then it's just, uh, you know, for me, I think just strengthening my muscles, gaining more muscle mass, uh, you know, which I've always had. It just last year and a half uh, really wasn't healthy enough to, to, to put the proper work in like I'm, I'm used to. So this summer was huge for me in that aspect and making sure, you know, the, the heel runs and the weightlifting was uh, real important. And then adding a steel uh, on the court as well. How much did you lose? 100 pounds. Sweet thing. <laughs> oh, man, James, man. James is used to the Philly media by now. So if you didn't hear that, shout out to my guy DJ in the chat, man. What's going on? Run it back. Says, I can't hear what you're saying. I'm in a restaurant. Let's go Sixers. Shout out to my guy DJ. So Keith Pompey asked James Harden, he says, you know, what did you do to lose the weight? He said, you know, better diet, working out, all this stuff that he's been preaching. And then Keith took it a step further. He's like, well, how many pounds did you lose? First off, why are you asking me how many pounds I lost? Do you think he knows that off the top of his head? But unlike Joel or unlike anybody else, like I like how James just kept a straight face. And he's just like, yeah, I lost 100 pounds. Go tweet that. Go tweet that. You want to ask me about my personal business? You want to ask me what I had for breakfast yesterday? Go tweet that. 
because he knows that's what people do, man. They're trying to get it. You know, they're trying to get those those questions in for the big headlines, the big stories. It, it was just funny, man. Um, I don't know. It's, it's something about the demeanor, though. Like he didn't get agitated. It wasn't like, yo, stop asking me. It wasn't like a, a Doc Rivers arrogant response. It was just 100 pounds. Go tweet about it. <laughs> like That's hilarious, man. Yo, shout out to James Harden. Um, he's got that cool demeanor about him, man. He's got that cool demeanor. So that's great. Um, other than that, with James Harden, what I took away from today was focused, locked in, motivated, working on his game. All the same things that he's been preaching this offseason. And I get the sense that he, he really does like Philadelphia. Uh, there was an encounter with Joel Embiid and James Harden today where, you know, they also showed compassion for each other. It's something we didn't see a lot with Joel and Ben. And, you know, Joel essentially was like, you know, we upgraded our team. We were we went out, got these additions. We brought good guys in. But it was because of this guy right here. He pointed and and looked at James Harden and he referenced that multiple times. He said, you know, without my guy, James, you know, that wouldn't have been possible. That goes back to the whole sacrifice thing. These guys seem to be bought into the team, the we kind of mindset mentality. And that's essentially what Doc Rivers has been preaching. So um, I, I don't know, man. I, I really liked the connection today. I, I liked that they were up there together and, and talking. I don't even remember if Joel and Ben used to sit together at those those media day press conferences. But I don't know. They they just seem like they're, they're brothers, man, and they have each other's backs. So I like that. I like that a lot. And other than that, I'm ready for James to come out and prove everybody wrong. Obviously, he didn't lose 100 pounds, but he looks like he lost about 20 pounds. Like, I I think he's, again, looking at this like, all right, here's my best shot. Just like Joel Embiid is doing, I think James Harden's like, yo, I've been through the ringer, man. I've been through so many seasons. We've been there. We've been down at that final stretch and can't get over the hump. So that's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. All right, we got to talk about the superstar, the franchise, Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is a stud, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how else to say it, and, and I predicted this a couple weeks ago for one of my hot takes for the season. Tyrese Maxey, if all goes right, depending on how James Harden looks, could be an all-star this season. The one thing we asked about with Tyrese Maxey is, you know, how is his defense in you know, what will his his durability be like? You know, he's got to put on a little bit of weight, get stronger, and also become a smarter player. We're going to see how it paves out on the floor. But in terms of everything he needed to do leading up to this season, man, it looks like he's done it. And once again, he was out here spitting gems all day, having fun. He really looks like he put on about 20 pounds. Tyrese Maxey, to me, looks like he put on 20 pounds. He's locked in, he's focused, and he was in the gym all offseason. Here's one of my favorite answers of the day. Tyrese Maxey was asked about the connection between him and the city of Philadelphia. So let's hear what uh, what Tyrese had to say. A blue collar city. And it's like uh, everybody here that goes to games or that I see around town, they work extremely hard for what they have. Like extremely hard for what they have. So when you work hard for what you have and... Um, you know, you, you really you really cherish it. And I feel like I, I really believe that because I worked extremely hard to get where I am today. You know, nothing was given to them. Nothing was given to me. Uh, city of Philadelphia is such a, a blue car. Can, can we just like, can we just draft five more uh, prospects like Tyrese Maxey? How do we get so lucky with this kid, man? He's everything that you ask for in a, in a young player 
a, a potential superstar, a future franchise piece, man. He just gets it. He gets it. He, he grinds. He works hard. He does what you need him to. He excels. He exceeds expectations. But most importantly, up here and here, he gets it. And it's not something we've been used to. It's just not something we've been used to for the majority of the guys that we have brought in here. So it's just fantastic, man. It's fantastic to have a kid like that. Just just speaking on the city. He's only been here for, you know, a couple of years, man. But he gets it. He gets it. And um, going back to the quote where Doc Rivers said he literally had to kick Tyrese Maxey out of the gym this offseason. That's how much the kid wants it. He's in there at 557 in the morning. He's grinding. He's working hard. And you know what's crazy, man? Tyrese Maxey hasn't even scratched the surface. He hasn't scratched the surface of what he can be yet. And that is the scary part. That is the scary part. And he even went on to talk more, uh, you know, about this today. And I thought it was, it was nice taking some personal accountability. You know, he was talking about how the trainers have have kind of been hinting to him. Yo, you got to take more rest days. You got to like take care of your body because even though you're young, you're putting all that wear and tear on your body. You know, as you get older, you want to be healthier, right? You don't want to go through a lot of big injuries or anything like that. And Tyree said, yeah, you know, like sometimes I get really caught up in it. I want it. I want it bad. But. You know, he talked about how he took a vacation this offseason for the first time, and he talked about this and just how he continues to improve upon himself. The kid is just, uh, he's a bright light, man. He's a bright light in the city. He's a bright light in the city, and uh, we're lucky to have him. We're lucky to have him. The other main takeaways I had from this, uh, Matisse Thibel was a big interest point today. Obviously, we can't talk about everybody, or this show would be five hours long. And, and if you want to give some thoughts, um, we'll, we'll take calls tomorrow. You know, we'll, each day we'll be looking at all the training camp footage. We'll be breaking it down. Um, we're here to bring you the 24-7 inside coverage. We'll have some people on later this week to talk, so I'm excited about that. But uh, Matisse Thibel, what do you guys think about Matisse? Is he going to get a role? Is he going to have a role in this team? Because from what I took away today, hearing from Niang and, and Shake. And Thibel, it seems like there's going to be a lot of competition, especially for those last couple roster spots. Isaiah Joe talked about it. There were a lot of guys just chiming in on it. And I think that's good. That breeds, you know, hungry motivation. That breeds a winner when you got to fight for your minutes. George Niang had a great quote today about Joel Embiid. He said, yo, he's one of the best players in the league, but that guy always comes into camp like he's fighting for his job. That's how you have to be. You got to think great. You have to think great. So that's what I like to hear. But in terms of Matisse Thibel, um, he was very open, you know, on what he has been working on. And like Doc Rivers said, you know, he's been one of the hardest workers. He's been in the gym all offseason. Matisse Thibel says he's worked a lot on his shooting and open court ball handling. We need Tease to become a shooter, man. We need him to, to be relentless and just let it fly and improve. We already went through this once where a guy would not take jump shots. You cannot revert. You cannot go in the wrong direction. You have to come out here. I'm telling you, I said this yesterday in the video. You got to come out day one and be ready to shoot. Even if you're missing, even if you're 0 for 4, who cares? You're going to get so many good looks. And if you can keep yourself in a game being such a premier defender at such a young age and you can work on that shot hard and max you, they're going to get you open looks. If you can just start the knockdown, man, you can be a very, very quality type of role piece for this team and you can earn yourself a contract because we know that's coming up this year 
So if you want to be in that 12, 13, 14 million dollar range, you got to start shooting the ball, buddy. You got to start shooting the ball. And and like Daryl Moore said, he's he's tired of seeing one way players. So you got to improve, man. You got to improve. I actually want to pull up the interview from Matisse Thibel because I want to I want you to hear a little more about what he had to say, because not only is he working on his shooting, he he said something that was interesting to me about how the last two off seasons he went through the pandemic and then last year he was in the Olympics. He said he really never had time to kind of work on himself, which is interesting. But let's hear about uh, what, what Matisse Thibel had to say, man. People on the court, I think, is what, like you said, was missing in that area of toughness and grit. And their presence, I think, will change some of the structure of our identity and allow us to take strides in in the areas where we've we've been weak before. And I can only see it just being a contagious thing that trickles down to every other guy. To go off of that, uh, Joel, when he was up here earlier, said that he wants you guys to be the best defensive team in the league. Um, Joel Embiid did say he wants this team to be the best defensive team in the league. You added reinforcements. Could it be possible? Yeah. Do I think they will be? No. But I, I could see us being a top 10 offensive and defensive team. I certainly think we could be up there, and a lot of teams that win the championship are high in those ranks. So, you know, both of them at the same time. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, that's such a strength of yours. So with what you guys have coming back, plus the new additions, just how how good defensively do you think you guys can be, and what's it going to take to maybe reach that type of elite level? I mean, how good can we be? I think... I think we could set the standard for how could you be, how good you could be as a team defender. That's what I like to hear, man. Come on. I think in, as far as what it will take to get there is just a level of being bought in, and yes, bought in, set the standard. Yourself. That's what I like to see, man. Whether it's being tired or wanting to be right, but just doing whatever is necessary for the team. And like I said earlier, I think that these new guys and the guys we've got back and the level of commitment that can just be felt throughout the gym. I think we have everything we need to to make that happen. Brandon in the chat says Philly has talent, but they're clearly below Milwaukee. I disagree. I think the Sixers could be the most talented team in the East. I really do. And now you're talking about Boston having these troubles. Boston has fell down, you know, on my radar list. And and I think it's between Philly and Milwaukee for the most polished teams in the East. You look at the Sixers starting five, I will put that up against any team in the NBA right now. Any team. Hey, Matisse, uh, Noah Levick, NBC Sports Philly. Uh, D'Anthony, he's one of the few guys in the league who's kind of in your class with the steal and block rates for his position. Just what are your impressions uh, that you've had playing against him and uh, what allows him to uh, get all those steals and blocks? You know what's funny? If you ask him, he would tell you that I stole the Defensive Player of the Year award from him in college. But <laughs> I stand by the fact that I deserved it. But he's been he's been doing this for a long time. We've been playing against each other for a while now so I've been able to see his evolution but then also just see his ability and his ability to do some of the things that I thought were just unique to me at some of the highest levels and I think being able to have this type of uh, tag teaming effect where we can throw different looks because it's it is one thing to have guys who can get steals and blocks. We really do have some dogs on this team, man. Like, imagine the defensive, you know, combinations we can throw out there. I mean, it's kind of scary when you think about it. But it's another <laughs> I thing mean, come on, man. In different ways. So this man needs to, to move closer to the mic as well. Are really effective in that area at 
some of the best players in the league, I think will be really exciting tool for us. And then just for me and him. We, and, and also we got to sit here and remember, like these are first round picks, you know, think about how many first round picks we've missed on. Like think about the fact that Furkan's a first round pick still with us. Thibault. Like, can we get some of these guys to produce? We've went out, we've made changes, we've traded guys, we've acquired. If we can get some of our first round picks to step up, can, can you imagine what this team could be, man? And then obviously not everyone's going to work, but think about it, man. Like even shake a second round pick. Come on, man. We need these guys to come out and earn it and they need to take advantage. They need to take the reins, man. I still don't know what's going to happen with Jane Springer. By the way, happy birthday to, to uh, Jane Springer and shake Milton. Um, I don't even think Jaden Springer might make the team. Honestly. I mean, it's, there's just been no development, but that's a different story for a different day. And just really get into uh, Sam DiGiovanni clutch points you here comes the important stuff about um, your shooting um, do you have a certain percentage Listen in up. mind that you want to hit or is it just more about how you feel out there in the live game situations yeah I would like to hit 100% of my shots this season <laughs> I mean yeah I, at this point it's like I've done the work um, it's just a matter of seeing where the cards fall like we're just seeing how it all plays out now I've, I've done I've made the progress I put in the work, I've got up the reps, and now there's a matter in seeing how it manifests throughout the season. I'll go in with the intention of sh making every single one, and will most definitely be disappointed in that, but I'm mean, just making sure that I see growth based off of where I was last year is all that really matters. Cool. All right, so I guess we missed the part. Where's, I guess it was the first question. Gina Mizell with the Philadelphia Inquirer to go off of Kyle's question just with your shooting was it timing was it mechanic that type of environment when you have that much time yeah uh some of the things are hard to explain or really quantify but um I guess you could say just condensing my shot down getting rid of wasted movement and allowing for which allows for more accuracy and consistency condensing my shot and and essentially shortening it down and, and getting rid of weird movements that's essentially what he's saying so are we going to see because i've been preaching this for years diable shot is way too long he's got like those like tree branch arms that like they extend so far out and you can just tell like his shot is so long i said that from his rookie year man like yeah, the confidence needs to be there, but also, like, you don't want to get blocked. And that's why, essentially, like, it seemed like it got longer as it went on. A lot of lag time in in his shot. And, you know, hopefully they're working with these things. I mean, they said he was out there working with Dame Lillard and, and the Phil Beckner, the trainer. So, you know, hopefully he's improving, man. We need it. But with all this hype, with Doc Rivers talking about him, people were telling me, oh, it may be to, to get his trade value up. That's true. But let me tell you something. What, what's the saying? Uh, a leopard shows its spots, whatever the saying is. Like, if you come out here game one and you're not shooting the basketball, I mean, the gig's going to be up. You're not going to trade him in the next week. I don't think Matisse Thibel will be traded before the season begins. Even preseason. Like, if he comes out here and he's not shooting the basketball, I mean, you know, you can only hide it for so long. You can only hide it for so long. Hey, Matisse. Um... I guess back here. Uh, oh, hey. The uh, 
I guess, you know, you, you talked about what you worked on. Um, was it any different than past years? I know you were playing for Australia. There's the answer that I'm talking about. Listen up. Obviously, a couple years ago was COVID. Like, was kind of what you were doing any different, the intensity level any different? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a chance to work on myself the last two off seasons. The first one was COVID and there was no gyms. The second one, I was working to win a medal at the Olympics with Australia. So there wasn't a lot of space for me to just work on Matisse. So this was my first chance to have one a whole off season, a real traditional off season, and then dedicate it solely to improving myself. That's an interesting answer for me. I mean, it makes sense, but still, like you still got to work on your game. Hopefully this is the motivation that he needs, seeing how things went down in the playoffs, seeing the fact that he wasn't consistent or reliable, and he's got to get better, man. He's got to get better. We're going to go back and uh, we're going to listen to to uh, the Joel and B James Harden press conference because I want to hear more with that. I didn't I didn't get to catch everything, um, but there are a few other pieces that I do want to talk about first. Um, and the one guy I do want to listen to and I want to get your thoughts as well. By the way, 220 people in the chat, man. Can we get this to 100 likes? We're still not there. Hit that thumbs up. You guys are amazing. Continue to support. Appreciate everybody being here, man. RJ in the chat says it's me and my son's birthday. Can we get a yes, sir? You know it, man. Yes, sir. Shout out to RJ. Great channel member. Shout out to all the members, man. All the members. You got some things coming your way soon. I promise. By the way, be sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter as well uh, for all the coverage on all the platforms. We're also on all the audio podcasting platforms as well. So hit that thumbs up button, man. Let's keep the show going. Let's keep the show going. We're going to be breaking it down every day. But, yo, the one guy we got to talk about, P.J. Tucker. I didn't even get to this yet. There was so much that happened today. It's like trying to bottle everything up, but there's just a lot. There's a lot. But, yo, we need to talk about P.J. Tucker because uh, Daryl Morey said in his press conference that P.J. Tucker, you know, had some type of procedure done. Now, Sixers fans started going bananas when he said that. but. I will rest assured that, you know, they are telling the truth here. And according to Austin Krell, who tweeted it out after it was said, um, it was an arthroscopic procedure on his left knee, and he has been cleared for on-court work and will participate in training camp. So he talked about it in his press conference, which which we'll listen to. Uh, essentially, it was like a two- to six-week recovery time, and he got it done at the right time. Wow, a guy actually getting an injury. Um, you know, taking care of at the right time. It, I mean, we don't see that much here, but yo, PJ Tucker should be good to go. You know, he's, he's freshened up. He's ready to go. His mentality was great. I loved the way PJ Tucker talked today. He was one of my favorite people to listen to. And I'll, I'll tell you about why. Um, but also, you know, PJ Tucker, the big thing he said was him and James Harden wanted to come to Philly last year. That means Philly's been on the radar. That means we've been, a destination and he realizes the talent we have here and he talks about it in his press conference which I'm about to play but he says he only wanted to come to a team this year that has a chance to win a championship he's 37 years old he doesn't have time to wait and I thought that uh I thought Tucker handled it very well and man it, it was nice to listen to so let's let's uh let's go find that and, and take a listen to PJ Tucker um and what he had to say in his press conference. He was the last one to go. 
Maybe he's getting a little bit old. He's late out of the gate. But uh, shout out to P.J. Tucker, man. You know, obviously you played against him in the playoffs last year. What, what kind of stood out to you when you went in free agency and you, could, you thought, you know what, I'm ready to leave a pretty good situation in Miami to now come here in Philadelphia and help this team? Um, honestly, I was uh, – me and James were trying to come <laughs> the year before. So <laughs> I kind of already knew the, the vibe, the makeup of the team. Um, having a lot of people here already knew. Uh, it just made sense. Just made sense, honestly. Uh, when you're a free agent. Couple things. Number one, I'm digging the fit, PJ. I like the undershirt. He looks like he's in game shape already. He's ready to go. Um, and I, I love the confidence and the honesty. I mean, he's he's like screw like he was he's been involved in this whole tampering thing. He's like, screw that. Screw that, man. Like, I'm just gonna go out here. That's what happens when you get older and you're at that point in your career. He's like, screw it. Like, I'm just gonna talk about, you know, everything the way it is. And that's what he does. He he said before, you know, Harden wanted him to come here. He recruited him, all that stuff. So shout out to PJ, man. Uh, you have to look at it all, especially being a vet. You know, I, I, I can imagine playing for a team, not fighting for a championship anymore. You know, being in, in a situation, feel like you, you're going to, you can't win. Like I, I couldn't do that. Uh, so, you know, picking the best situation for me uh, and, and checking all the boxes and it just checked all the boxes. Checked all the boxes. From the Philadelphia Inquirer to kind of build off that that question, just as you saw the rest of the Sixers offseason unfold with the other additions, just um, what's that process now going to be like for all of you to sort of start implementing yourself uh, during training camp? I know it's already started with some offseason runs and whatnot, but just yeah. what do you anticipate these next steps kind of being like? Yeah, it's different. Uh, once you get to camp, uh, you start laying the foundation for what, you know, what you're going to hang our hat on all year. You know, when the going gets tough and, you know, got games you got to win and, you know, you're on the road, back-to-backs, all the stuff you go through throughout the season. Right now we start to build all those little things that, you know, we'd be able to hang our ass on. And um, this is a fun time for me. I love it. This is when you kind of. Shout out to uh, everybody in the chat. We got France up in here. What's up, France? We have Australia. We are tapping in everywhere, providing that 24-7 Sixers coverage. Hit that thumbs up. Let me t- let me say something about P.J. Tucker real quick. I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy on the Sixers strike me more from their opening press conference as I know what the heck I'm doing. I've been in this game a long time, and I just know how to handle everything. I don't know why. He just gives off that impression to me. He's calm, cool, and collected. He, I mean, obviously, he's been through the ringer. He's been around. And honestly, I didn't used to like P.J. Tucker. But seeing how he evolved this late in his career, the last three, four years, how he went to a championship team with Milwaukee and helped them win, how he you know, adapted his game around a guy like Giannis and, and Drew Holiday and just played that role, and seeing what he did at age 37 or 36 in the playoffs against James Harden, like seeing that dog in him, I'm telling you, when I look at the list of free agents from this past free agency, at the top of the list for me, target-wise, is P.J. Tucker. And the fact that it seems like we already had him. Like, James Harden had him on recruit. Maury and him have the connection. And he just saw this team. He sees this team how he sees Milwaukee and he sees Miami last year. Like, a team ready to get over that hump. And I think he wants to finish that business with James Harden. He wants to help Philadelphia get over that hump. I just, I don't know. He's given me a vibe where it's like... I. I just trust this guy. He's like that guy where, you know, you're a young player, you're an up-and-coming average guy, 
You go in the locker room, he's just demanding all that respect. He knows everything. He's seen it all. He's played with great players. And now he's won a championship. He knows what it takes. This is one of the most underrated pickups of the offseason. People talked about it. I don't think they talked about it enough. Are there nights in in January where people are going to complain about P.J. Tucker? Of course there are. But come playoff time, when it matters, when we saw our team go out for two straight games and have no mentality like we wanted to win, there was no toughness, P.J. Tucker will not let that happen. And, And I'm excited, man. I'm excited to have this guy here. I it's just something about him. Like I just I feel like he just came into this press conference like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, man. He knows how to answer questions. It's nice. It's nice. You know, your personality shows and guys get to know you really. You know, guys you played against forever, but you know, being on the same team is different and uh, you know, I love that 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 process to be able to, you know, get there so get to the end of the season playoffs. Guys are locked in together ready. Uh, and, and of course, he came here because we offered him the most money, which he talks about. But also, he says it himself in this press conference. I'm going to let it play out. He says, you know, I only was going to a place where I feel like I can win a championship. I'm not I'm too old to to go to a, a, a bottom of the barrel team or a team that's just an eight or seven. seed. no, I want to win a championship again. So I'm just being honest, man. And understand each other. I have a lot of respect for the way he developed his game, man. Hey, PJ, uh, Paul Hudrick, Liberty Ballers. You've obviously played against Joel and beat a whole bunch, but what's it kind of been like to see him up close and just to see how he goes about his business and how he works? Yeah, I already know. I, uh, we laugh because Joe, when I was starting center a couple years ago, <laughs> um, he used to crack jokes all like literally while we're playing. Um, and uh, to see him grow over the years and, you know, to become you know, one of the best uh, players overall in the league, uh, I'm just happy now, and I don't have to go against him anymore. <laughs> I have to guard him, so yeah, I'm excited. He's such a good player. Uh, he makes everybody else around him great, and uh, you know, you got somebody as, as dominant as him uh, that I don't think anybody in the league can guard one on one. Let's go, man. That's what I like to hear, to and and be able to be around him and hold it down. You could tell this man believes in Joe. Like he said earlier, him and James wanted to come here before. He's seen. Joel Embiid, he wants to have that town around him, and, and PJ's seen that opportunity, man. Philly is going to love this guy. Philly's going to absolutely breed this guy. Like, oh, my God, I, I could just see it already. Him and Niang talking smack. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. PJ, right here. Uh, Kyle Newbeck from Philly Voice. Um, we were told you had a small procedure on your knee, I guess. First of all, how are you doing, and you know, do you think that's going to be any kind of issue? And then the camp or preseason? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, no, we did it um, time-wise. It made sense. Let's go ahead and get it knocked out. Uh, spent six weeks. I'm fully cleared and back on the court and doing everything. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, so then on top of that, I guess, you know, as you move deeper into your 30s um, and you have a reputation as a, a tough player, plays through bumps, bruises, what have you, uh, do you need to think more about, you know, taking it easier at times, especially during the regular season when you guys know, like, your end goal is a, a championship. And, yeah, know, I, gotta... I don't know what that is. Like, I don't... Yeah, I like how he just laughs off the question. He's like, I've heard this probably way too many times. Like I said, he's seen everything. He knows. He's one of them vets. And it seems that he's gotten better in the in the latter part of his career, which is nuts. But he knows how to handle himself, man, for sure. Oh, I just wouldn't play. <laughs> I just play. It's... It's not like a process. He's like that dude that you just get annoyed at 
at the at the court, man. Like, like he's just a dude that's gonna piss you off. I made, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's players play. Players play. Uh, PJ to your left, uh, Mike Sealski from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Your reputation as a tough player obviously precedes you. Where did that develop from? And and at an NBA level, what does that mean? He said, "Where are you? A, why are you a dog, PJ? Something beyond just showing absolute like, dog. There's, there seems there's something kind of beyond that. What is it? Um, I don't know if I could give you the exact answer of like what it what it is. I think it's different <laughs> for everybody. I think um, he's he's out here clowning these questions. And they're like making mean face and they're yelling. And they think they're tough. That's not toughness. Uh, like I said, it's being accountable, reliable." Uh, not backing down every night, different assignments, doesn't matter, being available, you know, not being hurt, being able to go out there and compete. Um, there's so many different facets that go into being uh, tough, but um, for me, the, the biggest toughness is the, the mental toughness, to be able to play in the Mental NBA season, toughness. Play all games, you know, most games and play in the playoffs and like that, that consists. I already love this dude, man. I really do. I, I feel like he's just going to be spitting wisdom on these guys. He's exactly what this team is needed right here. Hopefully he stays healthy, but this is what this team needs right here. You could just tell he knows. He's confident. He knows what the heck he's talking about. We come out, we're flatlined with energy. He's not going to come out here and say that, you know, we did this or we didn't. No, he's going to say we didn't play well. We didn't play up to standard. I can't wait to watch P.J. Tucker in a Sixers uniform, man. It's good to see him here. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Superhero in the chat. Says P.J. definitely has toughness and mental attitude, and he's a Bruce Bowen, Bruce Bowen clone, a guy you hate to play against but love to have on your team. I couldn't say it better myself. I agree 100%. And I'm, I'm really happy that this dude is here, man. I'm really happy that this dude is here. I mean, he's going to make a difference for this team. Who knows how many minutes he's going to play? Who knows what's going to happen when he's 40? I'm worried about this season. This is the type of player like you saw with Milwaukee. I'm not saying he was the main guy that got him over the hump, but he definitely helped. He did all those little things that don't show up on the box score. So it's nice to see, man. It really is. Uh, also, guys, shout out to uh, Manscaped for sponsoring tonight's show. Tonight's show presented by Manscaped, the leading provider in below the waist grooming products. Their performance package 4.0 is an absolute game changer. Inside there, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer, the crop preserver, and the crop reviver, boxer briefs, and even a travel bag to take your items on the go. The lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade, advanced skin safe technology, and an LED spotlight to help you keep your jewels safe and avoid hitting any roots. Fellas, let me talk to you for a second, man. Look at these products, man. These are top-notch products. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker. I didn't think my grooming experience could be taken to another level. I'm being completely honest here. Um, it literally has a flashlight, so you don't, so you can, you know, avoid uh, cutting yourself, man. Like it, everything that I've ever needed is in these tools right here. And look, man, it's going to be winter time soon. It, it, we're getting to the fall. Yesterday was the first official day of fall. And look, man, people are going to the bars or going to the clubs or wherever else you go, man. You're going out, you're talking to some ladies, doing your thing. You're rounding first base. You're getting a second base. You're rounding second. And then boom, you realize that you forgot to trim the bushes this morning. Well, 
look no further, man. Manscaped has you covered, man. Everything you need. And uh, they'll take care of you, man. They'll take care of you. So go check their products, all of these and more down below in the description. Click the link and use promo code Philly Take for 20% and free shipping, man. Go get you uh, one of these we uh, lawnmower 4.0s with a flashlight on it. A flashlight. Shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> Overpower says, I like me a jungle. Well, guess what, man? When you're going around second base, you're trying to slide into third, man. You remember you forgot to trim the bushes this morning. You got to take care of yourself, man. You got to take care of yourself. RJ says, remember when the knock on us was mental toughness and immaturity? Those days are over. They're over, man. They better be over. And I said this a couple weeks ago, man. I said this a couple weeks ago, man. If we come out and we're not present in big games, there's literally no more excuse. We're looking straight at the head coach. Would you agree or disagree? Would you agree or disagree? Because honestly, man, some point, you know, you got all these reinforcements. You better come out big time. You better come out big time, man. All right, we'll go back to the uh, the James Harden, Joel Embiid press conference. Once again, shout out to Manscaped for sponsoring tonight's show. Shout out to everybody in here, man. Hit that like button. If, if you guys are enjoying the content, we're going to keep bringing it as always. We're going to keep doing our thing, man. And uh, look, we're, get, we're just getting started, man. That's the great thing. We're just getting started. Training camp begins tomorrow. We're, we're going through all the motions today. We're hearing all these guys talk. We're having a good time. Tomorrow, we get to see these guys on the court. I am so excited, man. I have not been this excited for a team. This is the most polished team that I've seen in a long time. Now, there are still some questions, which we'll get into tomorrow. And by the way, if you're in here right now, first off, drop a fire in the chat. Second off, I want some of y'all calling in tomorrow, man, to give your thoughts on this team. because. I want to get the pulse of where everybody's at. Where do we rank in the East? Where do we rank in the league? Honestly, there are a couple questions that I still have. There are things I need to see happen. There are still some things I need to see happen. But if those things do happen, there's no reason that we can't come out here and dominate. Absolutely dominate. Shout out to everybody in the chat. If you want to support the, the show, many ways to do that. Check the pinned comment. Check down below in the description as well. Shout out to Legendary Boars supporting the show. Member for 16 months. It's a slim James Harden bro lost 100 pounds. That was just kind of a, a joking answer because Keith Pompey was pressing him about, about the weight loss, which we talked about earlier. But James is funny, man. He played it off. He had a good time. I love it. I love it, man. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I want to go back to James Harden and Joel Embiid. I just want to listen to some of their press conference, you know, before we wrap up today. Obviously, there are a bunch of other guys. Montrez Harrell, we didn't even talk about him. We're talking about the dog mentality of P.J. Tucker. Montrez Harrell literally sat up there and had a great press conference talking about the familiarity with Doc and, and Daryl Morey. He talked about how he hasn't taken a vacation. Every Like him, Maxie, nobody takes vacations. They're hungry. They, they want to work. And I think he's going to fit well, you know, with this team, man. But let's, let's, uh, let's go listen to James Harden, Joel Embiid. I just want to listen to some of their, their press conference in, in case I missed anything. Because, again, you know, there was a lot. 
There was a lot today. So uh, let's go take a listen to that. The big impact uh, for them against us. So, you know, obviously, uh, Dale won and, you know, did his job. And thanks to James, uh, too, uh, for, you know, what he did. Uh, without him, it would not be possible. Uh, you know, all these additions. And uh, so it's got to be very thankful. But now it's time to go. Um, you know, we got to, everybody's got to be on the same page. Um, but we know we got a chance to win. And, you know, we're going to get on the same page. And uh, it's going to be fun. And then just as a follow, just for you, given how the season ended with your, your couple of injuries, just how are you feeling? And maybe how did the recovery process impact what you were able to, to do this summer? Um, I'm feeling great. Uh, I was in bed all all summer, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, healthy, uh, ready to go. This man looks ready happy, to compete. yo. Uh, it's going to be fun. He looks happy. For both of you guys, you guys had pretty instant offensive chemistry last year, despite the fact that it was put together pretty late, I guess. What is the next step for you two in terms of how you grow together as a duo? And, you know, is that just more time, more reps? What's the key to that? Um, we know what works. Uh, obviously, our pick and roll was uh, almost unstoppable, probably unstoppable. Um, and obviously, one of the best statistical pick and rolls in the entire league, by the way. Shout out to, to James Harden and Joel Embiid, man. They get that perfected, it's over. It's a lot over. Of things change, you know, when you're playing against teams, I switch everything. Um, but, you know, we know what we have to do. Uh, and then, um, but I say, you know, our focus is on, you know, defense. Uh, you know, aim to, we aim to be uh, the best defensive team in the league. Uh, that's going to take all of us. Uh, you know, I got to get back to, you know, not, you know, waiting to the fourth uh, to be that guy uh, and then doing it all game. Uh, and then, you know, we also need him to, you know, be as aggressive as possible. And we got the pieces. So for me, coming into this year, you know, we just want to focus on that. And then offensively, um, you know, because, you know, if you get stops, you know, you're able to run, you're able to get in transition. You're they just sound more confident. Uh, going, uh, and then obviously uh, our pick and roll together, and uh, the spacing I'm sure is going to be is going to be great. Oh, yeah, baby. The spacing is going to be good. For you, last year you were adamant, you know, you were going to be back here and pushed off any questions, concerns about that. I guess now that you lived up to what you said, what's the, what's the long-term plan for you in terms of wanting to be here and all that? Uh, just winning as many championships as I can here. Uh, that's the goal. Uh, just going through what I went through these last few years, I think my, my focus is taking one year at a time and just you know making sure I fulfill and do everything that I do individually, and then making sure my individual goals you know, uh, mesh with the team um, and our, our entire goals. But uh, taking, this, taking this year. What did he just say right there? I didn't even I didn't even catch that before. That was that's pure, you know, front and center. What I've been saying for the last three months. For the last three months, he said my individual goals lining with the teams. James Harden can opt out next offseason. He wants to get a contract. He wants to extend his career. He knows what has been said about him. 
Meanwhile, if he plays up the expectation, if he plays above and beyond, if he is the best version of himself physically and mentally, that will bring in the best interest of the team because the team will succeed and perform well and go out there and try to win and get over that hump. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Here and trying to do what we all expect to do, and, and we'll go from there. But, yeah. Uh, Dan Gelson, Associated Press. Joe, you know, you, you talked a lot just now about being healthy, happy, ready to go, going to be fun. How much do you think, like, the distractions and all the drama from last year weighed on you guys on the court? And just how much does it mean to kind of come into a season without really any kind of injury or distraction or? Where's drama? Former teammate. <laughs> uh, I don't remember any of that. Uh, I thought last year went great. I'm glad uh, that he played it uh, off. I'm glad he played it off. Team, um, you know, starting the year, I thought he again we maturity later. Um, I didn't feel any distraction. We were still winning games. Uh, we did a great job, and then we added James, and we went to another level. Um, so, like I said, we know what we got to do. Uh, we kind of know what it takes to win. Um, so we just got to go out there and do it. And, uh, yeah. And you've talked at media days before about wanting to win MVP and all sorts of, you know, all NBA first teams. Are those still your individual no, goals uh, the same or did you? No, whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, um, you know, that's something I'm not worried about, uh, at all. Um, all I'm worried about is, you know, having the best team in the league, uh, because, you know, you win games, Let's go. everything else is going to take off yourself. So, you know, my focus, like I said, going into this year is to, you know, I really want us to be the best defensive team in the league. Um, and then offensively, I think we can easily figure it out. And uh, so, you know, going, obviously during the regular season, you got to make sure, you know, everybody stays healthy, especially, uh, you know, because our goal is to win a championship. Um, but, you know, just going out there, trying to win every single game and being the best in the league. Let's go, man. Austin Krell, the Painted Lines. James, there were a lot, a lot was made of the way that the last two games Shout out went. to Austin, man. We just had him on the show on, on Thursday. And we're going to be getting him on again. We're going to be getting a live training camp update hopefully this week from Austin. He's in South Carolina. He's going to South Carolina to cover the team. So hopefully we will be getting a live update. So shout out to Austin, man. Let's hear what he has to say. Now for you specifically against the Heat, do you feel like your body is, is back to, to what it was before? And do you feel like you have more of a chip on your shoulder this season, I guess? <laughs> no, I got a chip on my shoulder every year. Uh... It was a, it was a combination of things, um, but I feel like those things are are ironed out, and it's just uh, you know toxic situations had and things like that to where everybody's comfortable, everybody knows what what to expect, and and now we just got to go out there and do it. Um, and this training camp is going to be a start for that. I think that really this summer was was a start for that. Let's Having go conversations with Joe and and, and Doc and. And uh, making sure we're all on the same page and then, uh, you know, working out with Tyrese, getting more comfortable. Uh, I think me learning them and then vice versa, them learning me and, and who I am and what I'm about. So uh, this summer was really good for that. And, and uh, this, this training camp is going to be a start. Let's go. That's what I like Thanks. to hear, man. Uh, throughout your career, you've never really missed time. You always played big minutes. Um, in the last couple of years, as you mentioned, have been you know pretty tumultuous. But I guess 
physically, obviously, you went through stuff, but mentally, what was that kind of like for you the last couple of years, maybe not being physically able to do the things that you've been able to do for so long? And I'm never, I'm like, I'm, for the most part, I'm to myself. You know, I don't really, people's media or whoever, they talk and they say, shoot their little jabs and shots <laughs> at me or whatever the case may be. And I never respond just because I know who I am and I know what I'm about. I respect um, that. But mentally, it was very, very difficult for me just because I'm, like, in love with the game of basketball. Like, if the money wasn't involved, I, I'd be playing basketball, you know. And I think – He wants to win, man. The injuries, I think everybody knows that. So He wants to win. Um, That's the last thing he needs to do. That's the last thing he needs to prove. He's done everything, all the individual things, man. He climbed up the ranks. He wants to win. He wants to win, man. Very difficult. Uh, a lot of tough times, uh, a lot of dark moments, which I've never really went through because I was, you know, always healthy and playing a game of basketball. But um, I'm in a really good space right now, and 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 I feel like I'm I'm back to where I needed to be and where I. That's a good way to put it, man. I feel like Joe, Joel and James both look like they're happy, man. They both look like they're ready to rock. That's what I like to see. Um, where I'm supposed to be. Um, yeah, the, the feeling is is great. Joe, after back-to-back MVP caliber seasons, uh, how do you feel like your game went to another level this offseason? In what ways did you work on your game to take it to another level? Um, I mean, I, like I said, I was chilling on the couch. so <laughs> I didn't really walk on my game. So we're just going to have to wait and see you know, how the season goes. <laughs> we'll leave it at there, man. We, we got to wait and see how it goes. I love it, man. I, I just love the mentality. Like I said, I f- it's not like a villain role, but I feel like he's out here just like, you'll see what happens when it happens. I feel like he's out here just like, you know, everybody can say what they want. I'm injury prone, all this stuff. I'm going to come out here and prove it, man. So shout out to Joel. I'm, I'm excited. Um, the last guy I want to look at is, uh, is Tyrese. I want to I watch like a minute or so of Tyrese just because that kid's awesome. He's with Paul Reed. Like I said, he's just a bright light, man, in case you missed any of it. Your own shot, but also to get teammates more involved. How did you go about doing that, and and where do you feel like you're at at, with that part of your game heading into the season? Yeah, so, you know, normally when you're working out, you do a lot of one-on-one stuff. So, you know, this summer, I did a lot of live stuff. So I had, um, you know, certain guys, if it was Spence, you know, he would bring in. I'm telling you, man, he looks like he put on about 20 pounds at least. That's impressive. Some guys, then I had like uh, my high school best friend or my childhood best friend. Uh, he would help me as well. Uh, shout out to him because, uh, you know, I just and I'm very competitive. So I was going at him at, you know, every single day, sometimes uh, for weeks. But uh, now that's what I did. I did a lot of, uh, you know, playing against a live action. Once you do that, uh, making uh, live game reads, whether it's scoring for yourself or uh, dishing it off the teammates, uh, that was big for me. And then uh, just being able to build, build muscle and uh, fight through screens. Um, you know, that defense is, is going to be a huge part of our game this year. So, Let's go. Hey, uh, Tyrese, uh, John Clark with NBC Sports Philadelphia. How much do you think you and James push each other? He, he talked about the workouts you guys had, but also for you, the way he plays and makes players better around him and stuff like that. Yeah, pushing each other. Um, every single time we play pickup or one-on-one, I don't want to lose to James. I, I, I mean, it's like, <laughs> like my big brother, like playing against your big brother. 
And uh, it's been times where we played pickup in the past couple of weeks, and it's like we're gonna bump heads because I, I mean, I'm just extremely competitive like that. And, this uh, kid's got it. He's he got, got the too, fire, so, man. Which is really he's, good. He's, it's really good. When he's got that edge. That are very competitive. I have one next to me who's extremely competitive. And when you have a group full of guys that are extremely competitive like that, that just makes your team a lot better. So, uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, Playing with him is, is is extremely fun as well too. So uh, we've done a lot of things uh, while we were working out together, and then just being able to have a, a chemistry and a, and a brotherhood of uh, I can pick up the phone, I can call him whenever, and uh, not just for basketball, it's for life, and uh, I really do appreciate him for that. Hey Tyrese, uh, oh I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, thanks, Paul. Uh, Tyrese, Dave you Ram from KYW News Radio. What heights do you think you can take your game to this season? What are your all star for yourself? All star, baby. Honestly, uh, this you know, Coach Doc said something in the locker room recently, and it's, uh, this is a we season, not a me season. Uh, this season is going to be all about us as as you know, a group, as an organization. And uh, my, I just want us to be the best that we can possibly be. I want us to go out here and uh, and I always say I, I would like to prove one percent better every day. Uh, training camp starts tomorrow. I want us to improve one percent better every single day. We yeah, this kid, man. If if you're not a Maxi fan by now, like this kid has just won the whole city over, man. He's speaking like this at this age. What he can become one day, man. What he can become. He said it's it's not a me season, it's a we season. It's a we mindset. That comes from the top down, man. He wants it. He wants it bad. You can see he's got the fire. He's just gonna keep improving. If he can build off what he did last year, obviously, you know. It's not going to show up statistically. Like it, it wasn't even normal for him to make that jump in his second season. But again, the things that I've talked about the last couple months, you know, being smarter, limiting the turnovers, just finding better spots and reading the floor better. If he can do those things and he's, you know, extending his range and he's finding his teammates and he's learning how to play off of James, I mean, this kid can be so good. This kid can be so good. Tyrese Maxey is everything that this city desired for years. And I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about Tyrese this season. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about him a lot this season. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But yeah, he just went on to talk about, you know, essentially everything, you know, that that he's been working on and, and just his mindset. And you could tell he's in the right place, man. And he's going to continue to learn from James Harden. He's going to continue to learn from Joel Embiid, P.J. Tucker. All these guys are going to help each other. I'll say it again, man. I have not been this excited about a Sixers roster going into the season. A couple things that I'm still looking for as we begin the season are, you know, the rotations. Will some of these depth guys step up? De'Anthony Melton, we didn't even get to talk about him today. You know, I mean, you know, what's his impact going to be? Shake Milton, Furkan, Thibel. Some guys, I, I want to see it in action. I want to see who wins these jobs. But like I said last week, it's going to be a competitive training camp. The Isaiah Joes, who's going to get cut? Who's going to fight for those minutes? Who's going to make the most of the opportunity? That's what I want to see. And that's what I'm excited to get into tomorrow. Who's going to win the day? You got to make a name for yourself. So hopefully it runs smoother. I'll tell you this. I know this for a fact. It will be a lot better than last year's first day of training camp. Instead of a guy getting thrown out of practice for jogging around and acting crazy, we finally have a team that's ready to go. They're locked in. They're confident. 
And they see this as the year. They see this as the opportunity. So I'm really, really excited. Uh, shout out once again to everybody in the chat, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Legendary channel member in here. Shout out to all the members, man. We're going uh, to be expanding things very soon. Uh, tomorrow, we will be back for training camp. Day one of training camp. We'll get you all the footage, the videos, pictures, all the inside stuff. What Doc Rivers is saying about the team. Who won the day? Whose stock rises? Whose stock falls? I can't wait to see it and, and break it all down. But once again, shout out to everybody, man. You guys continue to make this happen. As you can see, man, we're going all in on this Sixers coverage. Let's take it to a new height. You know, we're going to be doing our game shows. We're going to be doing other types of shows, breakdowns, all that stuff, man. So just a, a big shout out and a, and a big kudos to everybody out there supporting. Look, the best way you can support, man, hit the like button. Hit the like button and subscribe. Share the show. There's a share button down below. Follow us on Instagram. We're posting a ton of content over there at Philly Take with RB. Follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. I'm constantly talking with people over there. And uh, just share it on all platforms. If you're watching this on, on, the, on the playback, shout out to you. We also have this on all the audio platforms. So you can plug it into your car on the way to work or whatever, man. Shout out to Sixers Nation. You guys have been fantastic. Once again, shout out to uh, our sponsor of tonight's show, Manscaped Man. Look at this, man. Go get yourself one of these lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, the Crop Preserver, all these great products, man. The, get the entire package, man. It'll take your grooming experience to another level. They are one of the best out there doing it. Protect the jewels, man, and let them help you avoid hitting any roots. Shout out to Manscaped and shout out to Sixers Nation. As Alden says in the, in the chat, man, road to 25K. Road to 25K. That being said, man, what a great media day it was. You know, a lot of press conferences, a lot of things we talked about, a lot of gems in this one. But most importantly, the main message is that this team is ready to fire on all cylinders. And we are getting into it, and I cannot wait. It's time to go head dive into this season, man. And, you know, we have, we have a shot this year. We really do. So once again, shout out to the crew, man, and, uh, and shout out to everybody for making it happen tonight. Sixer Nation, we'll be back tomorrow, man. Day one of training camp. Let me know what you're excited about. Come connect with me over on Twitter, man. That being said, appreciate everybody for coming through. Sixer Nation. We're getting underway, man. Maxie's going to be a stud. Harden and Bede. They look confident today. They look locked in. Different mentality from this team. I can't wait to see what happens, man. You have a great night. And I will catch y'all all tomorrow, man. Peace.